Welcome to Breaking Through. I'm Madeline Bell, President and CEO of Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and I'm bringing you this podcast from Seacrest Studios at Children's Hospital. Because our studio is in the midst of the hospital's busy atrium, you may hear sounds of kids, families, and staff going by a typical day at CHOP. I have a very special guest with me today, Leonard Abramson, who is a healthcare innovator, a philanthropist, and an investor, and is deeply respected as a pioneer in the healthcare industry. He and his wife, Madeline, are especially beloved here at CHOP. The Abramsons have been an important part of the CHOP family for more than 30 years. They're so important to us that we named our first research building in honor of their philanthropic support and service to CHOP. When the Leonard and Madeline Abramson Pediatric Research Center opened in 1995, it brought CHOP and our scientists to a new level of scientific discovery. It allowed us to recruit the best and brightest scientists and provide them with the best technology for their discoveries. And it marked the beginning of a new era of research and discovery at Children's Hospital, a new era of gene and vaccine discoveries, and many other extraordinary breakthroughs. Leonard also served on CHOP's Board of Trustees for 15 years. As a trustee, he helped shape the future of CHOP, and he paved the way for many of the breakthroughs our teams are making today. I'm so pleased to have Leonard here in the studio with me this afternoon. Leonard, there are so many incredible organizations that could benefit from philanthropic support and service. So why did you and Madeline choose to support Children's Hospital of Philadelphia? First reason is we have nine grandchildren and we care a lot about them and we care about their health care. And we felt that being a CEO of US Healthcare, I had the privilege and opportunity to add my experience to the board of Children's Hospital. I said I'd be willing to serve and support the hospital because of my grandchildren and because of my interest in healthcare delivery. That's how we came to get together with CHOP. Well, that's a great story. And your family seems to be growing even more since you first joined CHOP. Well, as you know, my oldest granddaughter is joining one of your boards, Stephanie. She's looking forward to it. And I'm very pleased to have her on because I do believe in intergenerational philanthropy and my children and grandchildren are raised on that. So I've, I've always been interested in putting back where I develop my financial strength. And I also believe in research, and I also believe in recruiting the best minds we can get. And as you know, when young people are looking for a new opportunity, they wanna know, does the place have the resource to support me? Well, your philanthropic support has certainly fueled innovation, as you've talked about. Can you bring the listeners back to CHOP in the 1990s and tell us about your vision for the Abramson Pediatric Research Center? Like today, I still believe that this is a phenomenal institution and it should be a national institution, not just a Philadelphia institution. And I believe that the board of directors should be composed of leaders across the country who would recognize what a jewel this is and want to support it and help it. So that was my vision then. This is a national jewel. It should be recognized as such. Well, it's interesting that you say that because when I uh, travel around the world and meet pediatricians in other countries, I will sometimes say to them, oh, I'll, I need to stop referring to it as CHOP because that means Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And I'm often told, well, we know who CHOP is. Luckily, in the pediatric academic circles, we are absolutely uh, recognized as an international hospital. 
So let's get back to the Abramson Research Center, which is actually where my office is. I walk into that building that has your name on it every day. And what I know is in the last 24 years, there have been incredible breakthroughs. Many of the things that we're working on today that have influenced children's health care. And it hasn't ended today. For generations to come, that building will continue to mean important things, has allowed us to recruit and do terrific work. How does that feel to you and your family when you reflect on what that building has meant to society? My family, my wife, and my children and grandchildren are very oriented toward giving back and creating. A day doesn't go by where Madeline does get a phone call from somebody who was reaching out and trying to find a way to get a patient the proper care. Quality of care and trying to direct it, get people to reach it, is a big motivator. So we're very proud of what you have here, what done here. I was extremely happy when you became president here. I think the nursery leadership on this campus is phenomenal. I am extremely impressed by the quality of training that the nurses have here. They're outstanding people. They really are. I agree, and I, I appreciate that you point that out because they're often the un, unsung heroes. And while we feature a lot of the pediatric scientists here in this podcast and the philanthropy that's helped fuel their work, the people that are delivering the care at the bedside are definitely the true heroes. The, the bench to bedside is what we're all about here. We just went through an experience. My wife was very ill, and she just now endowed a training program, which will be training nurses at the higher caliber. Uh, you know very well, a lot of people don't realize how far nursing has grown. I predict that most of your primary care will be delivered by nurse practitioners, and you're going to find more and more nurse practitioners reaching out into the community, providing more and more care, and doing it well. We talked about the major discoveries that have happened in the last 30 years, but is there anything that you're aware of that we're working on or the field outside of your predictions about primary care that you can give me some insight on and, and, and the audience as well? The hospital-owned physician offices are going to have to learn that there is a major change taking place in three areas. One, economics and reimbursement. Two, in technology. And three, the technology world of computerization is going to be a major, major force to contend with. These three will be major changes that will happen. You are such a futurist, and we got a glimpse of that when you were on our board and helped us to think about some challenges and navigating through those challenges. Is there anything else you want to recall to the audience about your board service, about a particular challenge or an exciting opportunity that you remember and that you were part of here at CHOP? I think the part of it that I enjoyed the most was having the physician leadership come before the board and talk to them to discuss what they were doing. People who were first advances in interuterine surgery and so forth. I found that very exciting. And I always recognized that it was the physicians, the nurses, and the researchers who need help. The board has to do the helping. Let me just say that I ask all of my guests about their personal breakthrough in their career and in their life. You've had the most amazing career. I would love to sit here for hours just talking to you about your career growth and how you really saw the future. But you started as a pharmacist and then you founded 
U.S. healthcare. And I remember that was the first HMO I ever learned about, and I was a, a member many years ago. And then you fueled all the things that you talked about and many more in terms of scientific achievements. Can you tell me about one breakthrough moment in your career as you sit back and think about all of that you've done and all you've contributed to healthcare? Is there something that you'd like to share with me and the audience? My biggest breakthrough was getting out of pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't like it. I did it for six, seven years, and I just thought there was a very limiting way in which to spend your day. So I decided to get out of retail pharmacy, and then I went into manufacturing, and I went into medical equipment, and manufactured medical equipment. I became a major provider of it. And then I trained other people into a, a franchise of medical equipment industry, which was very, very rewarding. And then in the 60s, I saw Medicare coming along, and I decided that this was an area I wanted to pursue. So I went back, got a master in public administration, and then I pursued the HMO industry. And I was one of the first to use the word which people don't like, capitation. I developed capitation and I developed the IPA model. And it was a model that was never used before. I just thought, why build new buildings when you already have offices? Just learn how to reward and incentivize physicians to work with you. And that was a major breakthrough. I think about what you've influenced in healthcare, um, not just in the Philadelphia area, but nationally and even internationally. And to some extent, we're still trying to get that right today in terms of making sure that we're doing preventative care in the primary care office and that we're teaching people good health habits and trying to keep them out of hospitals and emergency departments. So I think that legacy lives on in the work that we all do today. We, we tried in the early days, we were one of the first companies that developed mobile mammography. We sent mammogram machines directly to the workplace so women could go out and have a x-ray done immediately at the workplace. We were the first to find out how to treat diabetics better by diet and by using insulin appropriately and so forth. How to treat heart patients appropriately. We gave people scales to get weighed every day so to see if they were retaining fluid. So there's a lot of innovation still to be done. And I think children's care, children's diets and exercise and keeping them away from bad habits, there's a lot that can be done and should be done. I think we would agree, and I have to say how grateful we are that we had your insights and your leadership on the board and helped us philanthropically to really elevate us to a new level in research, and we're building on that every day. And so with gratitude, I'd like to thank you for being here and to learn more about how you can be part of tomorrow's breakthroughs at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, please visit chop.edu giving at CHOP, we make breakthroughs every day. I'm Madeline Bell. Thank you for listening. <laughs>